Cynical Sheep is a listener-supported program. That means we depend upon you, the listener, to help us grow and keep the show going. You can help us by liking and sharing this podcast, leaving a review, and interacting with us on Facebook. If you have a question or if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, drop us a line at cynicalsheep.gp at gmail.com. Thank you for your support. Want you to get up this morning, skip around like a lamb. Well, it got. I don't never change. Always will be This is Senegal Sheep, and I'm here with Tony. Tony, how's it going? Man, it is going. It is going well, Aaron. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, happy All Saints Day. Happy All Saints Day. That's when we're recording this, November 1st. Not when it's going to be released two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> when you're sitting down enjoying Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is our Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> Happy All Saints Day. We're just a little behind. Oh. <laughs> oh. Tonight we're going to talk about Christian charity and what's a Christian's role uh, in charity. Um, mainly, uh, basically talking about, uh, uh, I got the idea from seeing the, we have a influx of panhandlers in our area. I don't know if you see that as well in your area, Tony. Yeah, we, not, not necessarily so much where exact right where we're at, but yeah, in, in the nearest city, which is five minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of want to talk about what, who we're, what, who we're responsible for, um, what's considered charity, helping, and when does it turn into enabling? You know, um, yeah. And I think we've all, I think we've all been there where we see a, you know, uh, maybe a, a homeless person. And we use that very loosely now. It may not be homeless. It may just be uh, panhandling. Um, yeah. But we decide for whatever reason we're late for work or, you know, whatever, uh, not to, you know, contribute to them. Um, you know, like I said, I think I think all of us have, have had that experience and, and maybe there for a new Christian, you might um, you might have some some guilt with that. Um, that's something you should think about. And this is not the show to um, again. This is just our opinions. Uh, Tony may have different okay. opinions on this than I do. Um you know, look look in the look at scripture and see what you think scripture's saying um, as far as this goes, and everything else is just kind of uh, our take on it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I do want to stress what I'm not talking about tonight are uh, people that have a legitimate need in that type of community. Um, you know, I, I'm not talking. I'm talking about you know we're not talking about people that are temporarily homeless because they're escaping a bad situation at home uh, or runaways or anything like that. Uh, what I'm talking about as far as the panhandling and everything else are uh, some, the people who made a career out of begging. And, yeah. um, you know, my personal take on that are there, there's too many resources out there to be standing on the side of the road asking for people to give you money. Um, Tony, what do you, what do you think about that? That's a good point. I, I, 
there's no doubt, you know, and I'm not going to pretend to know every person's situation that does such. Um, however, uh, yeah, uh, there are, you know, a number of resources out there. Uh, but again, I, I don't know everybody's situation. I don't know why or, you know, why someone has not chosen. And maybe I should have been to homework. Maybe I should have done that. Maybe I should have actually gone and talk to people, right? And, and and maybe we get to that tonight as we get into our role, right, as, as Christians. Because I think this thing, I think this issue is going to be, when we talk this out, we're going to find that it's a twofold thing anyways, right? We're, we're going to, it's going to be from, the perspective of that that beggar or that that panhandler and the perspective of the christian that's deciding what to do right um not not to say that person's not a christian no i don't mean to make that assumption but um anyway so i think when we talk this out i think that's what you know the dynamic that's going to be at play here is uh you know what we see and uh what our response to that is as well so yeah yeah, my like I said, my my main concern is I have there's a few out here um, that have been like around where I live. I've seen them panhandling since I moved here. Uh, uh, well, almost ten years ago. So they they were panhandling then. They're still panhandling, and I'm I'm like, yeah, there's there's really that's a little that's a long time to be you know trying to get a quote get on your feet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a long way to find your that was, a, that was a long rug pull for you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what, uh, what do I know? Like Tony said, you know, we don't know their situation. But I, I mean, there's, um, I, I saw uh, one day out uh, while I was driving up. There's a, we have some day labor places out here, you know. I don't know if y'all if y'all have them down there. I'm sure you do, but they oh, yeah. uh, you just you go and you you go sign up. You you fill out your information and you go. You got to get there early in the morning. You fill out your information and they'll send you out to a job site. You do some work, and then you come back that afternoon. You get your money, and uh, yeah, that uh, you know there's a lot of that, and a lot of times that leads to you getting a, a full time job. That's the whole point of those services is to kind of connect yeah. good workers with contractors and everything else. And it's, I'm sure it's not, it's not fun work. A lot of it is um, what I'm sure is uh, like, you know, going in and picking up trash around job sites and everything else. But, um, you know, in, in my opinion, work is work. I know. Uh, and quite, yeah. Uh, not to cut you off. Man, yeah. But actually right now, quite honestly, uh, uh, there, there's work available. I mean, it's, it's probably no longer just the bottom of the barrel drop jobs that are out there from a day labor spot. And I, I just say that, uh, having experience, you know, with finding labor help, uh, you know, the, the, the typical standard labor pool is, uh, not available as it has been in the past. So anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to make that, that point while you were on that subject. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, some, I mean, and the, wanted to bring it, that brings me to my first point. I believe as a Christian, we need to, um, or I, I, I'm re when I read the Bible, I believe I see God as being a God of work. Um, uh, we have instances of that. Um, there's the one 
uh, passage where, uh, well, I'll, I'll read it um, here in a minute. It's in Second Thessalonians. Um, but the first thing I wanted to show is uh, God. God has got to work. Um, the first sentence in the Bible talks about God going to work to create, you know, our time, space, and matter. Yeah. And then, secondly, you know, you go down, you move down to Genesis uh, two uh, fifteen, and says, "The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it." So even in paradise, Adam was built and meant to work. Yeah. That was his purpose. Um, I, th- I think, I, th- I think, I think men, um, just saying that, it, uh, men especially, I, th- I think you you should have that drive to want to work. You know, um, you know, there's something. I see something off about, you know, a man that doesn't want to work at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe just wants to live off the charity of other people and everything else that, that only, um, you know, that only works for so long. And that's not to say like, I, you know, I've, I've been in a position to where, um, you know, I've needed help. Uh, but at the same time, I've, in getting that help, I've used that help to hurry up and get back on my feet, you know, and uh, this, and that's not trying to, you know, compare myself to anybody else, but it's just like, just my, my mentality of the whole thing was like, they're helping me, but I don't want to overextend that welcome, you know, uh, second Thessalonians three, six, uh, this is Paul. Now we command you brothers in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you may keep away from any brother who's walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because you were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor, we worked night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have that right but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. And as for you, brothers, don't grow weary in doing good. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with him, that he may be ashamed. Do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. And and that's kind of, see, as I think this is an important distinction uh, in what, you know, the point I was trying to make earlier, too. uh, This, uh, no doubt, this passage, you know, is... Primarily, it's, you know, uh, it's speaking to your Christian brother and sister, right? Uh, right. And so that's why that's why it says, you know, uh, do not, you know, regard him as an enemy, but uh, warn him as a brother. And so uh, that's the that's the part I struggle with. And I know we'll get there uh, with uh, some more uh, scripture here in a minute. Uh, 
that's the difficult part. You know, who who is, uh, you know, there, there's no doubt that people, there are people, um, like you've said, if you pay attention, you know, there's people that, 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 uh, that will do that and that uh, have no doubt made a living at it. We actually had, man, uh, I don't know all the details. I don't know if they've even been released yet, Aaron, but uh, we actually had a, uh, there's there's one, I won't name the store, but there's a store here in Bossier that uh, seems to be a, a, a melting pot, if you will, a gathering spot for people that, that are, um, that are looking for uh, some sort of charity. And uh, here, a few weeks back, we actually had um, one of them was actually was found dead in a van. Uh, so, it, it, so it's you know, on one hand, uh, it, it's really hard for me to tackle this issue just just not knowing. Um, obviously, this was a person that uh, that person in particular lacked. You know. I, I don't know what all they had going if there was some mental illness involved and quite possibly so, but this, this, this was obviously a person that, you know, didn't have a lot of resources available. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and went, and went missing without anybody noticing for, I think days on end. So yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's a, it's a hard one. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, so it's a hard one to, to tackle in that regard for me and, and, and just uh, trying to remain, you know, uh, faithful to the word and in its totality and in our roles and responsibilities. Uh, I, I actually, I, I think of a, a guy who, um, to me, was always a great role model. It's actually, a, and I think, I, I think at the end of the day, the way he went about, he approached these people is, uh, you know, regardless of what they're doing. And, and let me back up for just a second. I'm qualifying. I'm saying by saying that I am specifically referring right now at this moment to people for which I don't know um, if they have a relationship with Jesus or not. Okay. Now, people that do, I think absolutely uh, this is a conversation <laughs> that is well within, you know, uh, our rights as brother and sisters to, you know, to, to broach and be able to talk about uh, if someone that's, you know, that just doesn't want to, and and they exist too. Uh, I mean, I I happen to know some, you know, that, that, uh, that have been or could be approached, you know, and and this being an issue, but. Some, uh, some idle busybodies. You said it, I didn't. <laughs> I'll say it. They ain't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> but back, yeah, the, the, the people that I don't know that about, right? Uh, then, then with them, I have to, I have to defer to, uh, to another thing that I know the word. It, it, it undisputably called us to, and that's a relationship, right? And this guy was always that I'm speaking that I think of whenever I think about this was always a great example. He was a business owner, and so he actually had the capability uh, to offer somebody a job. You know, if they approached him, you know, he, he had that ability, and, and he did it. He did it all the time. 
I can't tell you how many launches I went to, um, uh, business launches, if you call them that, just because it was the middle of the work day and he'd take his, you know, crew out to eat and, and, and would have a, a gentleman outside that was asking for money, join us for lunch, because that's what he did. He invited them in, you know, we sat down and we, and we, and we learned about them. We asked, you know, their story. And, uh, you know, sometimes that was, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes there was breakthroughs. Sometimes there were people that took him up, you know, on these offers of employment. Other times, you know, it, it was, pro- you know, more, more obvious than not that these were these career panhandlers that, you know, yeah. that you mentioned. Uh, so, I, but I think in that instance, I, I think that it's, a, you know, that's probably the ideal way to, you know, to how we probably should be handling that i i don't know and, and again like i said that's that's a specific genre that that is the circle of people that uh that we're referring to that we don't know we, that we haven't seen every day for 10 years or that is a christian brother or sister um so anyways uh so I, well, I think that's a you know important distinction uh you know uh, i i yeah, it's it it's hard for me to answer the question what are we responsible for because who are we talking about specifically? You know, uh, yeah. my answer is probably gonna be different for these different groups. Well, it's a good thing you uh, you asked who responsible for. Um, you know, there's a the teaching in Matthew, and a lot of people may say, well, this last passage that I've read it could conflict with the teach. You know, Jesus is teaching in Matthew. Um, I don't think it does. I think when you read it, you under you know you you kind of get who our first responsibilities for. Um, there's a lot in this text. Um, it's Matthew 25, starting in verse 31, um, the sheep and the goats. And uh, there's a lot to pull out of this um, when you study it. I'll just read the text. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick. And you visited me and was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when do we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when do we see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, these my brothers, you did it to me. And then he would say to those on his left, Depart from me, you're cursed, into the internal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. And I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. And they'll answer, saying, When did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked, or sick or in prison, and did not minister to you? And he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Um, I wanted to note the first thing that he says out. Um, 
he he does the separating before he does the um you know the attaboys and the curses you know yeah um the uh he separates the you know the people like sheep from the goats and then he says you know uh you're blessed because you did this and this and that and the other and the people were surprised that they did this because they had no idea so number one, and he said if you do it to my brothers to the least of my brothers you did it for me um so that's that's telling me from this passage that number one you're not going to know necessarily the good deeds that you do um yeah. i don't think our good deeds are for us or our glory our glorification is for god and his glorification um and the other thing i think our this tells us our first responsibility would be um our brothers and sisters um in the church uh that you know that that's who i think this is speaking of i think anyone you know and like you said we don't know who's a christian who's not um but we do know the people that are in our local congregation um you know our heart yes I, I will say and a you know that that seems um and a lot of what i say that may be construed as um you know, not very compassionate uh, to people outside the church. And that's not what I'm meaning. That's not what I'm meaning it sound like either. Um, yeah, should, I didn't take it that way either. I just... Yeah, yeah we, I mean, we, sh- we should have compassion and everything else, even outside the church. Um, that should be, you know, it shouldn't leave the church, you know, it shouldn't just stay within the church doors. Um, but if we're using our resources to... Um, you know, to try to help people that, you know, yes, there are some that legitimately need help out there, um, but there's a lot of resources. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said before, it's not just day labor places. There's um, there's resource for people that, you know, that need help for stuff like that. Um, you just have to, you know, look, you know, I mean, you have to look for it and you have to be willing to take it. Um, but um yeah I, I i think we should be concerned first i would feel i would feel worse about having a kid in my church that's food insecure mm, yeah more than i would a stranger out here that's you know i didn't give him you know whatever like a dollar or something for him to do whatever he needed to with it when i know there's a kid in my church that needs a meal and that might not you know money may not be the answer it may be i'm not necessarily everybody has money to just pass out you know um but you know we we all have a resource of some kind that we give even if it's um even if it's just you know somebody to talk to or something like that um sometimes it's just a couch to crash on i've been there too i've been there where i've been (laughs) (laughs) yeah no doubt um, I, it's, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna save it in case, you know, we didn't have time or kind of judge it, but I, I got a little funny story that when I mentioned this subject, I told Melanie, I said, yeah, I got a story I'm going to share. She knew immediately, <laughs> although, although the story is like 15 years old, perhaps at this point, maybe not quite that old, but she knew exactly the one I was going to share. 
uh, we were still living there, right? And uh, and Melanie um, is another great example of uh, what I talked about a minute ago and and her her approach to this outside for for the people that we don't know necessarily know their circumstance uh, for that group uh, would be you know that's uh, I'm I'm given from given from my heart uh, got from an overflow of what God's, you know, provided for me and us and our lives. And so I'm doing it out of gratitude for that. I'm going to do for, you know, uh, this next person. And so she's always been that way. And, uh, you know, being a cynical one, uh, she, she's doing this one night and I'm like, eh, okay. I said, you, you realize they're probably, you know, whatever, you know, <laughs> blowing it off and, uh, so she did. They come up, and you know they they have a they have, they, you know I, I'm like hey, you know I said where's the car and whatever they need money for gas. It's the old need money for gas. Had a great backstory. They broke down a couple of blocks over, and they had a gas can, and they were gonna walk down. And so yeah, so Mel and I went through our normal routine. Like I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. You you realize what they're gonna do, right? This is anyway. So. They, in this case, we get through, we circle the store and I spot them. <laughs> I spot them coming out of the store, not out of the, with no gas can, come out of the store was, anyways. <laughs> uh, it's nothing you're going to run your car off of, right? Right. And so <laughs> we pull up and uh, anybody that knows my wife probably knows she wasn't going to let that go. And I really don't know at this point that if it had more to do with them or more to do that I was in the vehicle with her and that I didn't write. <laughs> That's probably closer to the truth. But anyways, I'll never forget. She pulls up to him and she tears into this poor lady. Because at this point, now I'm feeling sorry for him. <laughs> now, now I feel sorry for him. I'm like, oh, Melanie's about to turn these folks around. Uh, <laughs> She starts telling her, jumping down her throat. I gave you that. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a quote-unquote good Christian woman, and I gave you that money because you told me you were broke down, and I, and you lied to me, and you. <laughs> and by the end of it, they're apologizing and everything else, and I'm like, oh wow. So yeah, I, I knew I had to share that story. Yeah, that's the. A... <laughs> You know, the rare is that you actually see it happen, you know, although it happens, you know, after you give, uh, rare is it ever, like, just manifest right in front of you. I'm, I'm a good Christian woman, but you make me lose my peace. <laughs> I'm losing my Jesus. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that. That does, and that's a that's another thing that hurts the whole, um, uh, or I say it hurts the whole. It it will break down your compassion and make you more jaded to the whole thing or the people that are abusing it. And it's sad that there are people like that. And there's people like that, and you know, it's uh, my first experience with any of this was out in San Diego, and there's a. Uh, laundromat that we used to go to it was frequented by homeless people like that and and it was about the same situation the you know this lady approaches us and she needs money for bus fare 
to get her and her granddaughter somewhere. And so yeah. we give her some money. And then we go there the next week, and she approaches us. Of course, she don't recognize us because how, who knows how many people she sees in a day. Yeah. And asks us for bus fare. I said, you still ain't made that bus? I said, that was a week ago, man. I was like, <laughs> the bus stop is right there, bro. <laughs> Oh my! And, and you could tell and the look on her face. She did, like you. You got that look. Like she knew she was caught. She was like, "I'm sorry." And she just put her hands up and she walked away. You know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that and like I said, that that just gets you um, off of the whole thing, and you and you start rethinking all of the times that you've actually gave out money, and mm-hmm. you know it's just been a it's just a scam. You know, we're we're supposed to be. Uh, and I'm not saying to be stingy with your with your resources. You shouldn't be. I mean, God's given you your resources to, uh, you know, not just to bless you, but He's given it to, like I said, to bless other people and to glorify Him. Right. But at the same time, you got to be a good steward of what He gives you. Um, you know, you can't be given to people if your kids are going to be going hungry first. You know, um, yeah. that's that's my thought on it. Uh, I, I think you're right, and, and you know, from from me, my my that's my synopsis on this would be, uh, you know, I don't know what each person's capable of doing monetarily or otherwise. Uh, I just I just think that you know, uh, I think it's important to to approach it with this, you know, with the same, you know, and it, it is it's hard to not be jaded when you see it. Uh, the advantage being taken of, you know, and stuff like that. But, uh, but I think as Christians, you know, just to, to approach it with a, with, you know, with as much com- compassion with a heart, you know, for that person to love that person. Right. Because, uh, at the end of the day, that that's one thing we know that that person's our neighbor. Right. And we're supposed to love them. And I don't know what love looks like, but, um, maybe it's a con, maybe it is, maybe it's a conversation. You know, maybe it has nothing to do with money maybe maybe they're gonna maybe that's what they you know from you maybe that's not what they need to to turn that around maybe they need to hear the things that we've said tonight you know maybe that's uh somebody needs to have that conversation with one of these people um not not saying it makes a difference but uh but i am saying as christians that's probably um how we should view it as as much as anything so anyways that's my anyways and you you yeah, and loving loving somebody, and I know this is not what you're saying either. I'm just going to add to it. Um, loving somebody uh, does not include enabling them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know somebody that's yes. lazy, no count. You know, um, like I said, especially if they're a Christian, they need to have. You need to. That needs to be a conversation, or that's a conversation that needs to be had. Um, yeah. But if you know, not necessarily go out there and and tell all the people you see panhandling to go get a job or anything like that. Cause that's not very compassionate. Um, but the same, <laughs> at the same time, I moved to Alaska. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> I mean, don't be like that, but, uh, you know, you know, maybe what they need is, um, whether they're inside the church or outside the church, maybe what they need is, uh, a real hard time 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if they and I, I say that to say when when you're when all you know when your hands out and people are are putting stuff in it, it's easy to keep doing that. But once your hands out and there's nobody putting anything in it, and you start worrying about you start really worrying about you know. Am I going to be able to eat? What do I, I need to? And you kind of, I guess, like for the better term, you hit rock bottom, you know, and you've got no resources. You start to think pretty quick, you know. Yeah. Well, okay, how can I remedy this? And that may be the kicking the rear end that some of them need, you know. And yeah. some of them I know. Some of them, I, like, you know, some of them are, are legitimately out there because they have mental health problems. And, um, you know, as far as the homeless go, uh, some people are homeless because they choose to be, and they're not panhandling. They're just, um, yeah, yeah. They know I've known some that they've they don't fit. They and that's what they've said out of their own mouths. They don't fit into uh, normal society, so they choose to be homeless. They don't want the picket fence or anything like that for you know whatever reason. Some of them are veterans and everything else, and they don't feel like they belong in regular society. They just um, this is, this is the life they're choosing. And, yeah. uh, and I, I've met people who were, um, who were quote homeless, but, um, they were homeless on purpose, you know, just like these other people, but they were, they were, I guess the lack of a better term would be a vagabond. They were just traveling, you know, hitchhiking yeah. or whatever, because that's the life that they chose, you know? And, um, you know, some like I, I don't, I, and outside the church, I don't mind in helping somebody inside the church is one thing. Helping somebody outside the church, I don't mind that either. Um, either way, um, I'm just, and maybe this is my stinginess. Maybe this is something I need to pray about <laughs> if the Lord reveals it to me. I don't know, but I I want value for my money and, and whatever I give it to. So if I'm giving it to somebody panhandling, you know, if somebody's panhandling, I don't see any value in that. Um, right? Uh, and like I said, that may they might not be a Christian way of looking at it, but as this is this is where if 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 I'm going to give somebody like in, uh, we talked about New Orleans a couple of episodes ago, um, if I go down to New Orleans, some of those guys are street performers. I don't mind giving them money if they're you know beating some drums or you know whatever. If they're doing something to earn that money whatever it is, even if it's nothing more than like you were saying earlier, sitting down, if I'm buying you lunch, you tell me a story. Tell me your story. That's value for my, you know, for my time and my money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I get that. I, I think that I, I guess really to boil down what I, you know, I would just personally like, you know, to convey would be, um, uh, that, that just a lot of our conversation has centered around, you know, the circumstance, but um, the, the truth of the matter is to, to these, in particular, the people we don't know. And so it's making an assumption that they don't have this, but right. uh, that assumption needs to be made that we have something as Christians to those people, we have something much greater to offer. Right. And, and and that is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, uh, 
So for me, that's where this comes back around to. And, and I'm not and I'm not sitting here saying that this is an area that, yeah, I'm convicted of quite regularly because this is definitely an area I, I need to be better about. You know, I'm I'm nothing like the guy I described earlier. I'm not. And I know that's a he's been placed in my my path to be an example. Um and uh and it, I know I should view everybody that God puts in my path the way he does. You know what I mean? Because I don't think any of it's accidental or whatever else. I think I think they're in my path for a reason. And uh, whether – because I couldn't personally do it. I can't, I can't personally, you know, uh, fund every, you know, person that, that right. has this. You know, I, I, I couldn't do it. But, uh, but, but again, it kind of – for me, it comes back around to you know the gift we have that's that's greater than all that. And uh, for the person that doesn't have that or doesn't know about that, that's going to make all the difference we've talked about. Because the Holy Spirit, if they were you know the Holy Spirit were to get a hold of them, then that's going to make all the difference that I in a million years and a thousand handouts couldn't do anyways. Right, right. Uh, the third thing I wanted to mention. Um, you know, God's prepared our good works. Um, this is go back to that passage in Matthew. This is um, kind of what I gleaned from it. Um, I'm a firm believer that Scripture inter- interprets Scripture. Um, and uh, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. Um, like I said earlier, uh, the people that uh, that... Jesus was calling righteous. They were surprised at all the good things that he said they did because they didn't even know he did them. Um, as far as good works are concerned, I'm I, I'm a firm. I think the uh, and this is another topic for another day. I think the American church. Uh, I'm I'm sure it's in other places that are probably as prosperous as we are, but I um, know in the American church that's the only one I know of that I can speak of. Um, they we've done a great job at making Christians feel inferior about their, you know, what their good works are, and that's not to say just you know you get to go out and be have, like you have a go have a free day, you know, nothing like that. <laughs> but it is to say that um, as far as you know, you're worried about your good works. Um, all of your good works that you're meant to do are already prepared and you're already going to do those. That may mean giving to the right person, you know, a handout or a, you know, um, having, having a lunch with somebody and changing their life. Um, that may be something as simple as, um, changing your kid's diaper, you know, making sure that your family's fed, um, making sure that, that people in your church, someone in your church is um, comforted or something like that, you know? Um, so all these good works that he has lined out, um, you know, and maybe we can do an episode on just good works on a lot. Maybe just this passage in Matthew, like all the misconceptions that maybe, or how yeah. it's construed out to, and you know, how Christians try to fulfill it in their own, but they also, yeah. at the same time we get, chastised for not doing enough you know <laughs> like i said that's probably three or four podcasts in itself <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but yeah, um, and, and and somebody might be out there saying, you know, oh yeah, well, what about you know James? You know, in James it says, "Faith without works is dead." And I'm, yeah. I, I, I see, I see good works for a Christian reading this in Ephesians. I see good works. A Christian doing good works is the same thing as a a person being alive, breathing. You know, yeah. You get you know somebody's alive if they're breathing. So you know a Christian. You know, um, like I said, and you may never see them, and they may never see them, but it doesn't mean that the good work's not done. It's it's God who has prepared the works, and He knows what's going to be done and what's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, just because just because this the relevancy of this conversation, not because um not because uh, he would be anybody that I would. Any, you know, anybody on our podcast, I would direct them to listen to. But I, I just got to ask you what you think about, or if, you, if you've even seen, have you seen the um, the, the Elon Musk uh, statements, uh, the world hunger? Yeah. I think, I think yeah. about, uh, you talking about things going to, uh, it, you know, it won't, you know, your money, you know, see what your money's uh, going somewhere. I, I, I thought, hey, that's, that's a, uh, it's a really that's that's a that's a great uh, response. They see some transparency. Uh, right. He kind of called them out. I, kudos to him. Now, whether he would actually ever sell that stock and you know donate that portion of money that they claim would, because I've I've seen since then that the director of that organization actually has crawfished a little bit and said, oh, <laughs> well, didn't really mean that eight billion dollars would end world hunger. Right, right. <laughs> tap the brakes. Tap the brakes. I didn't really mean that. I didn't really mean donate eight billion dollars, put us out of a job, and everybody would be fed. That's not. <laughs> but uh, anyway, no. I thought that you know, and uh, kudos to him putting his money where his mouth is. And I, I don't know if he'd go through with it or not. But for those of you who don't know, you know, the, the, the comments were made by some different people that or somebody in particular that if the richest richest of the rich gave i don't know point something of their i think i think it was like six if they gave six billion dollars like an in world world hunger yeah was it the un wasn't it um yeah i believe it was it has a budget for that exactly for like eight point something billion dollars and um, this I was like, there you got more in the budget than you're asking for, bro. Yeah, <laughs> was amazed. You raised you raised that money that you raised that money last year. What, what's the deal? What, what's happening? Why hadn't it ended? Yeah. So was it fourteen? Are you are you saying you need six more? <laughs> are you this is, is on top of that? Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> anyways, I just thought that was I was like, hey, that's 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 rather that's <laughs> that's really coincidental that, that yeah. comes out, you know. <laughs> Here's a better idea. Let's defund politicians and use that money to pay for world hunger instead of. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I love uh, it. Well, thank you for joining us for our last episode of Cynical Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been nice. It's been nice joining us. Yeah. The FBI is uh, knocking on my door as we speak. <laughs> that's that. That's that. Uh, Oh, uh, uh, so in conclusion, I think um, I think the Christians' first concern, uh, yeah, or their concern should be able to do what they're able, um, and uh, you know, don't 
try to worry more than that because you you can't do any more than that. Um, God gives you the means, um, you know, to care for your families and possibly others within the Christian community. And those are our first responsibility. And after that, then, and that's like, give, like Tony said, mentioned earlier, um, compassion is free. Um, you know, the, the fruit of the spirit is, is it costs you nothing. But Tony, do you have any shout outs for All Saints Day? Yeah, I do. Um, let me go with the uh, maternal grandparents. Um, my mom's mom and dad. My grandmother, uh, basically my wilderness phase. Uh, so I didn't really appreciate the good Christian woman she was, you know, I was out there, you know, wandering. Uh, I always knew it about her, right? But at, at the point at that time, it wasn't ever, you know, somebody to, yeah, somebody I appreciated. But uh, she, there's no doubt that, you know, prayers of that faithful woman, you know, and, and subsequently my mom, because of the impact she had on her, you know, got me through a lot. And so, her and then and, and and then my grandfather, uh, who was always man, he was just a great, a great influence. Period. Uh, now, a guy never saw him, you know, I never saw him hardly raise his voice. And I always said, if I could parent the way he grandparented, that I, that would be awesome. I mean, because my dad could have whipped me up and down the streets of Arcadia, you know, for a, a week nonstop, and it wouldn't have had the impact that one conversation with my grandfather, you know, and the disappointment he had, you know, and the effect of that. So, uh, so anyway, so even if I didn't recognize that for what it was then, um, he, he, he was a, man, he was a strong, strong influence. And in his case, I saw him one way. And then as I grew in my faith, I really I had the, the 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 privilege of you know watching him mature in his Christianity, even before I realized what it was, and then to my myself and as my walk, you know, as I got deeper into my walk, to also see you know and I'd be able to have conversations with him and actually look back and know the man I was talking to today that I always thought was great, but just to see from you know uh, from from a Christian lens the man he was, you know, compared to 20 years before, you know, and they're both great men, but just to see the growth in him, that, that was pretty awesome. So yeah, those two definitely, definitely, uh, they, they were, wish I had them around to share a lot more stories with now. Uh, yeah. Got a lot more in common, I guess. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, um, my shout outs are for, uh, Randolph Raper. Uh, he did his dead set level best to keep me in line with God's will. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank him for that and setting an example of being a good Christian man, uh, what a father should be. Um, also, uh, Wyatt Raper, um, he graced us for just a few short days this last year. Um, that he's at rest for our, with our Savior. And um, last but not least, the, um, the church ladies and the deacons who loved on me for the extent of my formative years um there's one in particular uh she uh she passed away from alzheimer's a few years ago but this is uh kind of one of those things where i talk about you may not know your good works but um 
that, that lady meant the world to me. I I would ask her. She made the best pies um, right. I've ever eaten in my life, and uh, I could say that because my mom doesn't listen to the podcast. But <laughs> she would. Uh, that's what you get. That's what she gets. You get to talk about her cooking. So. That's right. That's right. Well, we we uh, when we would have a potluck, and she made she always made the pies, and uh, anytime she made pecan pie. You know, if I mentioned it, you know, I would I would tell her how good it was or I would talk about it. It could be it wouldn't yeah. even be close to a potluck if I talked about how good her pie was um, either that night or it, by the very latest the next day. I would have my own pie. She would go home straight away and go get to making a pie just for me. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people might not, you know, um, might not think much of that, but uh I I think uh, the book is wrong. I think food is a love language, <laughs> especially if you're right Southern Baptist. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, guys, that's all we got for this week. What do you think? Let us know on the book of faces. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Um, yeah, look look forward to hearing from you. Uh, what's your thoughts on this subject? Yeah, let us know. We're still waiting to hear from. Uh, we're still waiting to hear from Brussels, and uh, <laughs> yeah. to hear from the, we got uh, some in Poland now, Poland and Saudi Arabia of all places. So, oh really? Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, that's that's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're out there, you're listening. Yeah, shoot us some. Shoot us your thoughts on this episode. Shoot us some questions on something else you would like to. Uh, you know, hear us talk about it. I, I think last week we had a great episode. It was right out of uh, right out of the questions that come to us. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so shoot us up. We'll we'll do our best to wreck your topic too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Y'all have a good week. Tony, thank you. Thank you. You have a good week, buddy. <laughs>